Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, we are here with Adela Adelina. Uh, Marshall, who is a VA mental health RN, and she's been on the show before, always with a fund of knowledge and uh, insights into our VA issues. Uh, Today's discussion is how VA Employee Fairness Act impacts the veterans' care and the fear of COVID-19 vaccine. Welcome, welcome, Adelina. How are you doing today? I'm great, and thank thank you and Cliff Kelly and Linda Smith for allowing us to have this opportunity to talk to our veterans. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, and, and you know, we actually had a couple of earlier shows where we were talking about this uh, new commission that they're putting together that's threatening, threatening the sanctity of the VA system uh, with a nine-person commission. It was actually put together under the Trump administration. I'm hoping it's one of the things that the current administration drops. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it looks like this uh, panel or commission is being put together uh, about private sector uh, usage. And one of the most uh, most efficient systems I've seen in my lifetime is really the way the VA operates. And uh, there were concerns about, you know, this would cost more money in the private sector and that we're actually doing taking a step backwards by making a move in that direction. But, you know, what, what are you seeing right now with this Fairness Act and how it's impacting our veterans' care? Well, and- under the Fairness Act, uh, we're asking for removal of uh, 7422. Mm-hmm. It allows other VA professionals to bargain collectively, but 7422 actually handicaps the VA nurses from being able to advocate for our veterans. All of us are aware of COVID and and when it first started, how we didn't have enough masks, we didn't have PPEs, we didn't even have enough hand sanitizers. And it was the nurses that brought this forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But many of our nurses um, are afraid to advocate for our veterans because they're afraid to lose their job. So we're asking that the VA... um, supports the Employee Fairness Act of 2019 is under Senate number uh, rule number 462, and the House would be under 1133. And we do ask that all our veterans call mm-hmm. their representatives, senators, and congressmen and encourage them to overturn that. As you know, um, the majority of nurses are females, and so we also mm-hmm. look at this as a way to um, mm-hmm. to quiet um, females from speaking out and having a strong voice in the VA. Our veterans um, know that we're there to care for them. Uh, COVID is a big example on the nurses having a voice in the care of the veterans and um, encouraging them and educating them on the latest vaccines that have been offered. And um, we review all of these things. And if we think something is unsafe for our veterans, we want our voices to be heard. We don't want to be silenced by 7422. Yeah. And so what what, what is the uh, timeline on that? How, how are they uh, sort of moving forward with it? Um, when does it come up for voting and, and those sorts of things? 
Well, what what is going on now with the Senate, we're not really um, sure, but the bill has been introduced as 771 by Senator Brown for Ohio, and the House bill is 1948, and that was introduced by Representative Todd Kemno for California, Mm -hmm. and that would give the RNMs full collective bargaining rights. All the other hospitals in the Chicago area and throughout the country, private hospitals that have unions, they're able to um, to bargain fully. But because of 7422, it really handicaps our nurses from being able to have a voice about our concerns that go on in the VA. Another, another voice that we have, and we've been speaking out very loud, is about the privatization of the VA. We yes. want our veterans to, to us. We're... Um, mm-hmm you know, uniquely qualified to handle PTSD, um, other Agent Orange, um, hepatitis, all of these items and medical uh, issues that our veterans come to. And when our veterans come, we do whole health. We don't just stop because, say, you step your toe and you're being seen for that. We want to look at you as a whole person. And you come in, if something else is wrong, we want to address that. We have walk-in care for our veterans to the mm-hmm. clinic. And at Jesse Brown, we're getting ready um, to uh, enlarge our emergency room so we have more capacity to care for them. But we can't be short in caring for our veterans. The, the VA promised our veterans a lot. And yeah. they want to deliver, but it has to be, they have to have enough staff to deliver the care. Because the veterans are coming to us, and and they believe what the VA is telling them. So 7422 is really handicapping us from being able to be that voice. I always look at myself as a megaphone for our veterans. And so we do challenge the doctors. We we look at the medications that our veterans are um, taking, and many of our veterans trust us. I had a veteran the other day confined to me. He has major heart disease confined to me that he wasn't taking this medication at home. So I spent a lot of time talking to him and trying to show him the importance of remaining compliant with your with his medication so that he can enjoy a quality and a longer lifespan. Yes. When yes. you get this you know, the other hospitals, they are not going to take that time to to even learn about that veteran. That veteran is like a family member and I want to make sure that they're cared for, and so does all the other nurses. They're very dedicated to our veterans. Yeah, I, you know, I, I had a really, um, I went to one of the major hospitals, you know, because uh, at, at one point that uh, the, the, the VA system had, you know, so many people, and they needed to have more, you know, given more money and get more staff, of course. Uh, but we had to, you know, they had to sort of send me to another uh, place for getting physical uh, therapy. And when I got there, I had such a horrible experience at this private um, hospital. It's a big name, and I'm not going to say it on the radio. But uh, but I was so glad when they finally had an opening. I went back to the VA. I uh, felt I was in a much, much better place, and people understood who I was and why I was there and what was going through. Uh, so I, I totally agree with that. But it sounds like seven, uh, 7422 is almost like a form of censorship. And 
you, you know, we, we've had, um, you know, uh, so many different cases in history, you know, where, uh, for example, with attorneys stepping forward, you know, Aaron uh, Brockovich, right, <laughs> with the with the environmental catastrophe of what some companies were doing. Right. Uh, you know, how, how can you how can you silence the voice of someone that's trying to protect when the first duty of government is to protect its citizens and the veterans who are citizens <laughs> who, are, you know, who have put their lives on the line? How can you silence the voice of those people that will protect them when that's your job as a legislator? Well, when you talk about disparity in health care, I have to really state that we are the first line to prevent that. We will speak up and speak out if we fear there is disparity treatment with any of our veterans across the board. So it's not just necessarily race. It could be economics. It could be mental health. Um, it could be the environment. And so we will speak out. As a matter of fact, it was a VA employee that first started realizing um, that the veterans coming in uh, sick, and it turned out to be Agent Orange. So we are your first line. We are the veterans' first line, and we're committed to that. We don't look at our veterans as a dollar bill because mm-hmm. the VA care is is free to our mm-hmm. veterans who qualify. So we're not constricted by that. We are constricted by 7422. And so if I need to spend an hour with a veteran, I'm going to spend that hour with that veteran. But I need other staff there who can also be available to take care of the other veterans who might be waiting, you know, for another nurse to see them. And we got a lot of nurses, even just the last two weeks, we've lost about 10 of them due to retirement. Oh, boy, 10. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. The 7422 is very restrictive. And it doesn't harm us. It harms our voice. It makes us have to be quiet and be still. And now in this country is not the time for anyone who's able to have a voice to be quiet and to be still. We need to be able to have the freedom to advocate for our veterans. Yes. And and what what, what specifically does that 7422 do? So it tells you that you can't um, participate in certain ways, I guess. But what does it say, you know, uh, specifically about what you can and can't do? Is there like a uh, something that they are... Mm-hmm. So with 7422, it leaves us without full collective bargaining. Management can leave uh, VA nurses without resolution to disputes over workplace issues that endanger our patient's safety. Uh. One of those is unsafe staffing, insufficient supplies, or assignment of a nurse to a unit without adequate training. And I myself can honestly say that that has happened. I have witnessed that firsthand. Wow. We should be able to advocate for staffing levels, professional practice, and conduct, and compensation and benefits. The RNs have um, constantly have to voice um, our concern about short staffing. I can tell you firsthand um, of a situation where a nurse came in to work overtime because of the staffing was short. Mm-hmm. They were still short when she came in, and then she ended up with four patients who were full care. She had to suction them. She had to turn them. She had to clean them. She had to feed them. 
She had to run back and forth to make sure their medication was dripping right and everything. And we don't even have a sufficient um, float pool that is staffed sufficiently to cover any of, um, you know, sick calls or vacation calls or anything like that. Mm. So how can we, in, in good faith, deliver the kind of care to our veterans that they deserve and that the VA has promised them? Wow, wow, wow. That sounds like a very, very involved, um, uh, complex situation. As you said, if you have 10 nurses missing, uh, who's holding the ball, right? <laughs> and they, right, right, right. and I know the nurses are overworked to begin with. Um, and, you know, They're and, overworked, and so. COVID has taken a toll on the nurses uh, emotionally, uh, physically, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, because it's, it's hard for us to, you know, lose any of our veterans to this virus. And um, it, you know, it's not like somebody is sick and we can leave that there and go home. We don't. We, we go home. We talk about it among ourselves. We talk about the care. We, we talk. I had a nurse in ICU tell me she worked the whole 12 hours and did not, was not able to leave that patient's bedside to go to the bathroom because there was no coverage to leave her. And she did not oh, want goodness. to leave him, but he was very, very acutely ill. That is just, that's unconscionable. Yeah, yes. I, I just, you know, and, and the VA is also doing some really great things with authoring this uh, vaccine. Now it's open to uh, our veterans and their, stat- and their spouses and caretakers. And so you're well, saving, yeah, li- your nurses are saving lives every day there, right, by just giving right. the vaccine. <laughs> And we advocated for them to open up the vaccine to all veterans. You know, before it was only to veterans registered at the VA, and we were challenged in why. Uh, this vaccine is free to the community. Why mm-hmm. couldn't our veterans come in? So they did go a step further and agreed to inoculate, uh, you know, their caregivers or significant others, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, family, wives, and whoever's caring for them. So that was really I was very proud of that, that they did that. But we called and um, we contacted the uh, Veteran Administration about having that vaccine available to all veterans. Yeah. And, then, you know, so what do you, what do you think this toll is of everything that's going on? Because you're, you're a mental health nurse. And, uh, you know, right now we don't have enough mental health care providers uh, in, in the general population, right, uh, that's looking at all health care systems. Um, so, so what do you think this toll is going to be on, on our veterans and their families? And is there a need to make sure that, uh, you know, as you were mentioning, if, if you can't speak up, you can't say, well, you know, I see a shortage in uh, some of the areas of, uh, of need for mental health. So you, you, we need more funding. We need more things to come forward to make sure that we have adequate, um, you know, resources in order to address our veterans' issues. So I'll give you a good example. We have one nurse. Uh, she just became an NP, mental health nurse, highly skilled, highly educated in, in that area. And she's leaving because they are they don't have vacancies or don't want to hire mental health NPs. So we need MPs because we don't have enough doctors. We don't have enough psychologists. We don't have enough social workers. So we have MPs that have mental health training, Mm -hmm. 
and she has to leave. And she's going into the outside community where that skill and that experience and that education, we should not be losing. Those yeah. are, are the kind of personnel we want to keep to care for our veterans. She has experience with our veterans. But now that experience, that skill level is going to be lost to private sector. That is just, um, that's, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's because 7422. We cannot negotiate her wage. They tend to be paid almost $20,000 less than private sector. So we can't even negotiate her wage. We will never be paid with private sector. If you mm-hmm. come into the VA, you're coming there because you want to care for these veterans. Because certainly if it was paid, then a lot of our personnel would go someplace else. But when you're expected to work at a $20,000, $20,000 pay gap, that's asking a lot. Our nurses are there because we want to care for our veterans. Yeah, and uh, you know... And uh, you know, I'm a doc myself, a, a physician, but my nurses take care of me. <laughs> they, you know, and they keep yeah. me, <laughs> keep me going, keep me alive and breathing. And I'm a veteran. Right. And uh, so, you know, how can our veterans and, uh, you know, actually even their spouses um, and their caregivers get involved in this whole issue about the 7422, is there a website they can go to or find out more information about it and get involved, call the legislators, do something? Well, they can go to National Nurses United's website, but okay. they also can call their senator and make it easier and their um, congressman to, um, to um, call and tell them to overturn that uh, bill and to vote for Bill 771 that's in the Senate and in the House bill is 1948, 1948, and Bill 771. Mm-hmm. So they just need to call. They can call Danny Davis' office. He's on the um, Veterans Affairs um, Committee. Yeah, yes. Committee, yes. And, and whatever area. And, you know, we need everybody, not just veterans, but the friends of the veterans, the mm-hmm. families of the veterans. Because as private citizens, these veterans is our responsibility to make sure that they're cared for. They have fought for us, and they have actually fought wars for other countries to keep them safe and then give them rights the same as we have. So this is really uh, a U.S. issue for every U.S. citizen should be calling in and asking them to overturn that bill. And and that's that's in the House now the uh, seven four four. It's in the House okay. House Bill nineteen forty eight. Birthday year for many of our veterans, and the Senate <laughs> Bill seven seven one seven seven one is the Senate Bill. And and you want to support support those two? Yes. Yes, because they they sort of rectify the situation, I guess. Right? They they sort of they go in a different direction. <laughs> right. As everybody knows, um, the uh, VA nurses, we don't have a right to strike, nor would we. We would never mm-hmm. interfere with any delivery of care to our veterans. Right. So the only place we have for them is the areas that the areas that uh, we that we are advocating for, and that's for our veterans. Right. Yes. 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 And uh, God bless you all for what you do. Um, the nurses have been uh, champions and warriors in this storm that we're going through with this pandemic. Uh, but they always they're always there, right? Bef- even before the yeah, pandemic. And they're um, there. They, I mean, we don't watch the clock. 
We're like, we're here until, you know, we have made sure that our veteran is cared for and that care is completed. A lot of nurses leave late because they say, Ms. Marshall, we're still, we're still charting. I couldn't leave because this happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Right. they understand that. That's right. And, and doing it um, out of the goodness of their heart because they're still, their clock ended, but they still have to, they're putting time in that uh, is part of compassion. They're, they're still putting time in. You may not even have somebody to cover your shift. So you're going to stay there uh, until they can find somebody or pull somebody from another area, which in turn make that area short staff. So 7422 has got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it is um, not protecting our veterans. It is harming our veterans. Yes. It sounds like it's not even protecting our, the staff, right, our health care providers no. that are there. <laughs> our, our it's nurses. not. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's we guess. cannot lose the experience that our staff has gained to the private sector. And believe me, they want the private sector wants our nurses because they're trying to get the veterans to come to them, mm-hmm. and they know they're not prepared to care for them. But if you can pull your staff, if you can pull the staff away from the VA, then you know they feel that they'll have a better chance but we want that staff to stay there we want them to remain and to care for our veterans yes yes and you know and that, that that's something that uh, I was mentioning earlier that you know I've gone to the you know private sector of course for different health care uh, needs and I never have the same feeling that I have as when I go to the VA uh, I feel like I'm with family when I'm with the VA and that um, they really actually genuinely care about what I'm going through or what I've seen or gone through. Yeah. The VA welcomes all vets. I'm not so sure that there'll be some of our vets would be welcome at some of the more renowned places, um, you know, wherever they live at, because some of our vets are really have hard times, and they have hard time in trusting people. They trust us. They right. come there. Many vets who are homeless, will come to the VA because they feel safe there. They know we're going to take care of them. We're not going to try to call the police on them and things like that. We're going to sit and talk to them and figure out how we can assist them and even assist trying to get them housing. Yeah, it's a national tragedy uh, not taking care of our veterans. So go against that House Bill uh, 7422 and vote for uh, Senate Bill 771. House Bill 1948. Thank you so much, so much, uh, Adelina Marshall. Um, you are a mental health uh, RN extraordinaire. I'm glad you're in the fight. So we had to thank our National Nurses United. Uh, Google that name to get into the website and support their effort in defeating this uh, House Bill 7422. Okay, I'm going to turn it over now to uh, Glenda Smith, who is our executive producer, and she is going to give us a closeout. Uh, but uh, thank you again, uh, Adelina. Thank you very much. Return. National Nurses United, mm-hmm. 150,000 members strong. Use your voice to make that change. And we're so proud to be partners with you. Thank you, Adelina. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you all to the unions of National Nurses United. We're proud of you. As always, we appreciate you for listening every week to America's Heroes Group. We're located at 155 North Walker Drive, Suite 4250. We can be reached 
or contacted, I should say, at 312-803-2618. To our new media, digital media producer, bravo, bravo, Tyree Middlebrooks. You did a great job as your first day. To our technical producer, the smooth operator, Art Gaza. Yes, yes, yes. As always, to Cliff Cliff (laughs) and Dr. Arnold, who keeps this show moving forward uh, and study leadership with excellence and integrity, because that's how we operate at America's Heroes Group. I want to send out a personal thank you to my colleague, to my college friend since 1989, to my sister from another mother, to my personal chiropractor, Dr. Youssef of Serenity Chiropractor. She's located at 18216 Hartwood Avenue Unit. 1S in Homewood. That office number is 708-891-2006. I want to personally thank her for always being there for me over the years and for what she said Monday when I went in for a treatment because my back was about to go out. I shared with her that I didn't have insurance over the years to come back and get treatment and the look that she gave me and what she said. Glenda, don't ever do that again. Don't ever get sick and don't feel comfortable to come and let me treat you. I am here for you. Do you understand? And I said, yes. She said, I know how to work around financial barriers. Don't ever do that. And her look on her face was like I had hurt her feelings in such a way of me not feeling comfortable enough to do that. But I explained to her I didn't want to take advantage. But she said to me, we've been knowing each other too long for that. So please, please, if you're looking for a chiropractor, that's my personal chiropractor. This woman is so educated. She has degrees on the walls to the point you can't see paint. She has been a chiropractor for at least over, I know, 17 years. A woman of excellence. Please call Dr. Youssef at 708-891-2006. She's my personal chiropractor. You are in capable, educated, experienced hands. Everyone, have a blessed weekend from America's Heroes Group. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.